The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to another episode here at the Kick Pod Podcast, the podcast dojo of inspirational martial arts talk. I'm your host, TJ Williams, fourth degree black belt of the Chuck Norris system, here to give you the insider of my martial arts journey, discussing and analyzing martial arts-based subjects, and highlight individuals in martial arts and all styles, past, present, and future. All right, so we well, for those who are just joining me for the first time, this is a pre-recorded episode. So whatever you hear in this episode, it's either them past or it's coming up. And which brings me to um, what, um, <clears throat> well, we pretty much are almost um, done with, uh, or should I say, we're pretty much done with January. So we got through the first month of the new year. I know even though we got some um, losses in our lives and um, of course, um, yeah, it's something. Like most things we can um do think do it about. I mean, the most thing we can't do about, but uh but you know, I mean, we got so many pioneers in the business and entertainment um passing away. Of course, I mentioned um Lisa Marie Presley passed away. I mean, of course we had um the original Wednesday um Adams um from the Ads Family um TV series passed away. And of course, um, from what I heard, um, uh, Cindy Williams, another pioneer, uh, passed away. So, she, of course, she's with her co-star. Um, yeah, I forgot that name of the show. Um, but, you know, I remember I, I can hear the theme song in my head. But um, just show my condolences to Cindy, Cindy Williams and, uh, of course, her family. I mean, she died at uh, 75. I mean, maybe. Of course, um, yeah, that's something that we are never um, geared about. I mean, but nevertheless, we're here to be positive about um, things. All right, so we're, we pretty much are going into February, which is um, Black History Month. So, of course, uh, hopefully I can at least uh, talk about uh, something that involving Black history in um, martial arts. Like I did with last year, I was able to talk about four pioneers and um, four, four, four African-Americans that are martial artists. And, you know, hopefully with this year, I do something different talking about Black History Month. I mean, hopefully I can get a guest that's um, an African-American that's uh, in martial arts. So hopefully if I could reach out to somebody, that'd be, that'd be great. But nevertheless, it's it's something good to think about. Uh, well, all right. So uh, kind of moving on with this episode, I want to talk about um, something that it's been, um, that's what I've been thinking about for a long time about training. All right. So should training at home be mandatory? All right. So that's just a question I put on to you listeners. I mean, should training at home be mandatory for kids in martial arts or anybody? Well, 
in my opinion, yes and no. I mean, yes, because um, I usually tell my students every time, why do we why do we train? We train to get better and we train to prepare. You know, saying goes, it's better to be prepared for an opportunity where you don't have one versus having an opportunity and not be prepared. You know, just think about what, what's coming up what, and when they're training. You no, know, if they're going to prepare for black belt, I mean, they got trained to prepare for black belt. They got trained pretty much every day, almost every day, as if there was like a black belt test or tr- treat all your classes as if it's a black belt test, like like it's a test. I mean, one thing, you're building yourself to really push yourself past your limit. And, you know, for my, like, where I train, we have a regular class and a practice class. And with practice class, I mean, it's drilling. It's drilling with the techniques that you know. It's like you're preparing yourself for regular class. And versus with regular class, I mean, you're already trained on things that you know, you're getting better with that. But as far as the new material, you're getting more familiar with the new material. It's like if those basics are not basic are not uh, done right, then you shouldn't have focused on the advanced stuff. I mean, yeah, because really, uh, yeah, Sabrina Bling pretty much put this up in protection, like, you know, basics is basic goes from knowing how to tie your belt right to knowing how to do basic techniques. So if you don't know how to do a tie your belt properly, then yeah, then you're you're selling yourself short on like well, you're still pretty much selling yourself short because if you can't basically tie your belt, then yeah, you shouldn't be focused on anything else. So it's just something that I feel, yes, it should be almost mandatory. And the reason why I say no, because really, we don't want this this to be work for the kids or anybody else. You know, understand that, you know, you're paying your money to train in the martial arts. But yet, I mean, you got your own personal lives. I mean, for me, I mean, I got a full-time job and, you know, I have other things, you know, pro wrestling, uh, fitness, and, uh, you know, of course, that's things that I really want to focus on as well. So I don't want to make this a priority for kids to train, to get, to be prepared for class. You know, for one, we're not training them to be the, in the Olympics. You know, we're training them for life. You know, with martial arts, you know, if you have them train. You know, they're preparing yourself for other things, you know, kind of put this in like another another way. You know, I just got my new job like a week ago. I started my new job a week ago. And then, you know, I wasn't too sure about what I was going to do with my job. But as I was getting trained, you know, just think about it. I work in the baffle department. We create baffles. They're just like padded, um, the padded foil or yeah, like uh, padded foil plates. I put it. And uh, just to put it this way, you know, I felt like I was like more prepared for this job because when I think about it, ironically, it's like cooking. You know, when you put the baffles together, you're like making like giant sandwiches. And in this case, you're putting them in the oven. And 
and yeah, but yeah, there's also like materials for the baffles. You know, you got the foil plates that had to, well, some sometimes they're cut for you. And on the other side of the coin, you have to cut them yourself. And then, of course, you have the, the felt, which is like um, like a padded um, for, or padded cotton. Right? So it, it can easily rip. And, you know, you got we got the thick um, felt and we got the thin felt, depending on what job we do. And to top it all that, to be able to put the baffles together, we have to make glue. Which is, um, yeah, mixing the glue, I become like, it came come natural to me because one, you know, if you know how to cook, like basically if you know how to bake, it's like baking, like um, making batter for cake. So that's, well, that's how to put it ironically. So the point is, is that, you know, you train to prepare to like, you train to prepare for other things. So yeah, like, so yes and no, Training at home should be mandatory. But yeah, in this case, you know, here's a couple of reasons why I feel like, here's some other reason why I feel like training at home should be mandatory. You know, one, you know, you can't force kids, you can't force training on the kids. I've said that before. You know, however, if a student is struggling, then it's best to not make it a priority, but make it as a compromise. I mean, look at the, we'll look at this way. I mean, one thing, I mean, martial arts schools are a place of learning. Like primarily, even though it's uh, well paid, even though it's not a well-paid job, it, that, but, well, well, let's put it this way. You know, even though it's not going to get them a well-paid job, that if you plan, if your plan is to be an instructor, you know, with uh, your own school, you know, but think, well, think, just do you think it's about that interest? You think of, uh, well, you know, do you think, think about what interest you had as a kid? Well, we'll put it this way. You know, you always were still asked at school, where you want to be when you grow up? I mean, I think the I think one thing that's the wrong question. It's not about what you're going to be when you grow up. It's who you're going to help. I mean, what you see as a problem. I mean, that's something that you should ask your kids when you're when you ask that they're trained. I mean, what you see as a problem in the world. I mean, do you think you want to? Well, that's the problem. Uh, what problems help you? Well, oh, man, let me rewind this. Like what problems bother you in the world? I mean, what the thing is, you know, the, the thing that bothers me, the problem I see is people getting killed out there. It's like, you know, you hear it like every time, I hear it every time in the news, like there's always a shooting somewhere. Like either shooting out in the street, shooting in schools, shooting in supermarkets, you know, that bothers me. And, you know, what can, what can I do to help that from happening? Help that from prevent that from happening. You know, here I am, uh, an instructor. I mean, mostly not a martial art instructor, but a fitness instructor. You know, I'm out there trying to change the world. I mean, I can't go out there and be a vigilante and stop shootings. But you know, I but I can give kids the the mindset to go down the correct path. 
And, you know, really, this is why I asked them to train. You train to prepare. So you got an opportunity. And, you know, think about it. I mean, yeah, think about the jobs that you want to do. I mean, you see the problems. And the problems is, like, the killings out in the street, the crimes. You know, I mean, you want to be a police officer. I mean, if the problem you see is, like, safety. Like, one thing, you know, you got so many people catch, like, houses. Like, you want to save lives. I mean, one thing, you see people dying you of these diseases. I mean, you want to be a doctor or you see people like in accidents. I mean, one thing, I mean, you want to be a firefighter or, of course, in this case, a police officer. I mean, or you want to work for the, um, the yeah, the motor department of motor vehicles. I mean, this is just things to think about when you talk to your kids, when you train your kids. You ask them, you tell them to train. I mean, like like I said, you can't force it onto them, but you could make it a compromise. Like you can help them as well. You know, they have dreams. They have like uh, they have dreams to being something or the dreams of um, becoming something more than just like a regular person. So yeah, that's one reason. I mean, other reason. I mean, one thing it teaches them about earning. They'll give them a sense of achievement. I mean, basically, it's kindergarten. I mean, yeah, you're teaching students about working to earn. I mean, I'm not saying students shouldn't be spoiled. Shouldn't be spoiled. I mean, yeah, I always want to try to spoil my kids or try to spoil my students. Do some fun. But on the other side of the coin, I mean, I don't want to spoil them enough where it's not enough. There's no discipline. I mean, really, discipline doesn't mean you punish them. I mean, discipline, it's um, not physical punishment or or emotional or mental punishment. No, it's making them aware that work needs to be done first. No, work needs to be done first before you have your guilty pleasure or you have your fun. You know, this is why technology is like taking over. No, not to say that technology, that we don't need technology. I mean, think of uh, the things that we have right now. It's like we have, I mean, of course, uh, we have, uh, of course, we have smart TVs and we have smartphones. I mean, we have all those things, like things that can be like, make things more quicker. But the other side of the coin was like, it seemed like it takes over like the kids, kids um mindset of what's a priority i mean but yeah kind of make it like an award like you know you do this so many times you'll be able to do this i mean that's what we should teach this training at home should at least help the kids like get their priorities straight well yeah i mean we know we know we have to spoil our kids a lot, but no, not to the point where there's no discipline. I mean, I see this a lot with most of my students. Like, I feel like sometimes the parents don't discipline them enough, where they don't get their priorities straight. I mean, it's just like you you got it's got to get to the point where you got the kids has to work for 
work to earn. And this is why training is really should be mandatory. I mean, well, like I said, I put half and half. Yes, it should be mandatory. No, it shouldn't be mandatory. I mean, I mean, this is me saying mandatory because, you know, you want we want them to be the lion of their their future. I mean, you want them to protect their future. Now, be the lion to protect your to protect your space. But, and I say no because I want to show that compassion is that, you know, you want to present to the lamb. And the thing that kind of bothers me a little bit, it's like, you know, you teach these kids how to protect the train and to protect themselves. But yet a lot of them just want to play and it makes them a vulnerable target for certain things. You know, you like for most bullies, they find some type of, they find targets. So if you're not like mentally like prepared to protect yourself, that's when bullies attack. I mean, they like to attack you. They like to the attack you mentally as well as physically. You know, it, mentally, you no, know, they attack mentally first. You know, just to get you scared, and then that's when you are resistant to their that attack you mentally. Then you know it, it resorts to physical. It's like really, it's just one thing that one thing that I want to train my students to do is to be like um, less of a target. That's what I'm saying. You know, that's why training is really important. Right? Well, that's just another thing. And one thing, also, I can say attendance. You no, know, keep their attendance in the high. I mean, one thing. I mean, one thing that I, um, with our school is that we have like an attendance rate. It's like students have to keep an 80% attendance to um, be able to be ready for the next test. I mean, if that, if they are not, are consistent or they don't attend enough classes a week, then of course their chances of testing could be low. I mean, really <clears throat> think about it. Oh, attendance, attendance is really important in your training. You know, one, you don't miss out on things. I mean, it's like, like for a certain student right now, it's like um, their parents or, or should I say, there are a certain student's father refused to take them to uh, practice class. That's required. And, and, you know, it's like, um, I miss that. It kind of makes me mad a little bit because it's like, you know, we're trying to compromise. If a student can't make it the practice class or can't make the, the practice class on a day that there is practice class, then you should, there should be some type of compromise between the, the instructor and the parent. So the kid is like the, the student is making those practice classes and making the 80% attendance. No, but you know, I used to say, I hate to say this, but some parents are a little stubborn. I'm like, it feels like it's, uh, it'll mess up their schedule. But yeah, you know, the one thing is you brought your kid here to train in martial arts, but yet, I mean, you can't find it up, you can't find it to be, to be a priority to the, my, let's put it this way. What's your priority? Just, just the, this question to parents. 
what's your priority? I mean, your own life or your kids' life? I mean, if you have kids, I mean, is kids your first priority or is it you? I mean, one thing, you you were a kid once. I mean, you're now an adult. I mean, one thing, and let's just say, if you don't have kids, then you're your priority. But if you're, you are have kids, I mean, they are your priority first. Like it's them first and then you. You want to make sure your kids are taken care of. I mean, one thing as an instructor, one thing as an instructor, uh, you know, it's your, it's a uh, priority first. You know, just I had to think about that a little bit, but um, yeah, you know, you know, your priority, priority is really big. The number one priority is your kids. I mean, worry about them first before you worry about yourself. I mean, as an instructor, yeah, you know, my priority is the kid. Like, what am I teach the kids before I get to my own self? But, you know, and just a couple of things. Uh, couple of these things. Oh, nah. <clears throat> Man. Just woke up. Yeah, you know, it's a long day. Right? And also training, training at home, you know, think about it. You know, it doesn't have to be lengthy. I mean, when you're training, I mean, you know, when we're training at home, it should be at least roughly two to five minutes. I mean, that's pretty much what most, well, most parents will say train for an hour, and that's ridiculous. I mean, but, you know, training at home for at least two to five minutes, I mean, make it a sense of achievement. Work on a technique that is you find difficult to do and get better at it. I mean, break it down. I mean, don't just try to focus on the whole technique in general. Break it down so you can focus on the one thing that you lack of. So that thing, I feel like that's one thing I fear for most of the students. That you know, you know, I tell them like I do a certain thing, and then it's like one part of the one part of the technique they have difficult with, and it makes the whole technique look ugly. It's like we, I mean, I feel like we need to train to help each other out. Like if you were to assign like certain like students to to partner up with another student and they train together at home or train together outside of karate, I mean, it'd be, be something. It'd be something, well, that'd be something, an idea. But, um, you know, like I said, is you know, it shouldn't make it a mandatory thing, but it's just an idea. You know, it's just, it gets, gets those students to really work as a team, like, see what they're if one student is good at a technique and another student is bad at a technique you know that one student that's good at it could help the person that's struggling with it and they have vice versa you know we're always looking for something that we're we are good at versus what we're not good at so it would be best that if we're training we don't make it a lengthy training you know it shouldn't be a workout 
You know, that's why I like to use the word train versus practice. Practice sounds like it's like work. Usually practice, it's like you're there for an hour. I mean, don't make it an hour commitment. I mean, make it like a short, short and sweet. I mean, use time like ratio. Like for me, you can like set the timer for 30 seconds. You could do 30 seconds of blocks, kicks, punches. I mean, you can go over like your forms or like your kumite, like sparring. I mean, really, just really, you're just trying to set up certain things, you know, just make it obvious that when you're trained, that it's, um, that it's, it's important to your progression. Well, I want to kind of review this uh, before I cut out. Like, I want to review, like, uh, what we were going over. Like, like, why do we, tra- why training should be mandatory? Why and why not? I mean, one, I mean, you can't force it onto a student, but kind of make it a compromise. Like, don't make it a priority. Make it, don't make it a priority. Make it a compromise. I mean, it's one thing that when the student struggles, I mean, they need they need to at least know like what their what their like their job is. For though they need to work first before they do fun, right? And just um, teaches them about earning. I mean, you want them to earn like what they want. I mean, to get a belt, you got to earn it. I mean, to get money, you got to have a job and earn that money. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, learn how to earn. I mean, you can't spoil them for the rest of your life. Like if there's, if you're, if they're spoiling them, there's no discipline. I mean, it's got to be some type of discipline where they know that um, this is serious. So that's something that I feel like needs to be addressed to the, the kids, you know, if you want this so bad, then you have to earn it. You have to really work for your what you want. I mean, we can't just keep giving and giving, and they take and take. You know, it has to be a two-way street. I mean, they have to give once in a while. You know, they have to give me that effort to show me that they're ready for the next level. You know, that's the thing. You don't want them to be, to think that you're being hard on them, but... You want them to understand about responsibility. What's what's your priority? What's your what's your responsibility when you go to school? It's to have you all. You want to have your own fun, or you want to learn how to be smart. I mean, yeah, you're going to be bombed with a, with a lot of stuff, but but you're going to have to learn to compromise. And like Steve Harvey once said, you know. You can't complain about having a full plate when your goal is to eat. I mean, just think about it. You know, you're going to have a full plate. You know, look at me. I have all these jobs. You know, I have a full plate. But I got to try to fit everything that I have on a plate. Otherwise, I have to at least get rid of some of that stuff. So there's room for my priorities. Like one thing, like I said, my priorities, my full-time job. I mean, I got to make sure I'm making enough money to pay my bills. And then on the other side of the coin, you know, I have, I teach fitness and of course teach martial arts. I mean, I need the extra money and be able to save enough money to, well, for 
things that I want. So really, if just think about thy priorities. I pick my priorities first before I think about my guilty pleasure. So let's, let's think about it. And just um, one thing, just keep your attendance at a high. I mean, you want to make sure you're attending classes like regularly so you are able to able to like move forward you know you keep missing classes and you and your attendance is low then you're going to be stuck in the same place i mean you want to move forward i mean don't stay in the same place i mean think of those attendance like i said your priority is making sure you attend them as many classes as possible so you're ahead okay so just a couple th three things to think about when you're training at home right? and training in martial arts. All right, just think about those priorities. All right, so I hope everybody has enjoyed their January. And of course, we're moving on to February, which is Black History Month. So with Black History Month, make sure you take the time. If you can research um, Black martial artists that either are like famous now or they're coming up. So I know there's plenty of um, martial arts. I mean, one of them I think I could think of is Johnny Tension. I mean, yeah, I know um, he did a seminar at our um, convention a couple years back. I mean, I don't know what he's doing. You know, it'd be nice if I got him on the show and he can talk about his martial arts journey. I mean, of course, there's plenty of legends out there. Of course, the late Howard Jackson, and of course, there's uh, the late uh, Jim Carroll Kelly, not the football player, the martial artist. I mean, there's Billy Blinks. I mean, there's uh, Michael Jai White. I mean, there's so many good martial artists out there that um, need that attention. So for next month. So if you're ever researching uh, martial artists, I mean, research some black martial artists. I mean, I know there's some on Instagram that needs attention as well. All right, so I'm gonna do my little closing. All right, so for those that just joined me for the first time, please tune into my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple's podcast, and Spotify. And I'll see you next time for another episode here at the KickPod. This is your host, TJ Williams, following you out.